What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be continuing going through the Last Jedi novel, chapters 9 through 12. Not that much happens in here. There are a few things, it's kind of the middle part and of course anyone that's watched the movie knows the middle part doesn't really have much of anything going on in it. Even for the terrible movie it is, it's not even, you know, we have two ships following each other. And that kind of starts us off here when... It starts out, we're seeing Ray and Luke and how they're going about and how Ray's trying to slowly win over Luke. In the movie, it's portrayed that a few days are kind of put together, that it's one day, but in the novel, it breaks them apart, such as when Luke goes and drinks the stupid milk. Um, just And it said from the... Um, oh, I can't remember the exact word it referred to. it. Uh, throbbing utter, I believe was what, like, just a, why? Why are you throbbing utter? Give me, oh, like, I don't, maybe it's just me, but that bothered me. Why, why you gotta call it throbbing as you have Luke milking it? You just gotta add to the discussion. But anyways, that's one day, and then the next day is him going fishing. So, you know, in the movie it portrays it kind of as one constant day. But the reason I bring that about is, up until him actually training Ray, it's four days right there. Now, this could seem like they're trying to make it like you know, Ray has more time training, but she's never training at any of these points. And we, we see most of the training she gets, and she doesn't get that much. And ultimately speaking, all this does is just add time to the ships flying. So they barely had enough you know, fuel to be able to make it to you know they couldn't jump to another location but yet they can just kind of go along at a speed that keeps them faster than the supremacy and all of the star destroyers so they're going at a pretty good clip that but they can run for like five days they're good you know five six days they run a week worth of gas fuel whatever and they won't run out but they couldn't jump to another location that would run them out it's kind of, it's just yet again, like, <laughs> they're making it worse on themselves, if anything, really. And, but anyways, Ray's walking, nothing's really of interest other than, like, the disgusting, you know, utter crap. But she ends up starting to, right before she goes to the tree, she hears a tree calling her. On that time, she's beginning to explain her life to Luke. And this is supposed to set up why Luke's like, who are you? Where do you come from? You know, that scene that seemed, you know, important and serious and tonally kind of, you know, important you know, totally serious and then it's cut with a joke you know oh you really are from nowhere because now luke's a comedian um apparently luke and han have traded places uh you know they don't they haven't seen the original trilogy you can't really put much blame on them for that but so she's telling her life story to luke and that sets that up and luke admits the reason that he came here was just to burn down the tree so one he's a coward <laughs> we you know jake skywalker's a coward and two He's a failure beyond all the... We thought he was a failure. Like, the movie's trying to make it as if all, you know, the heroes, especially male, are failures. But he's a massive failure because he came here with one job, to die and to burn the tree. And he hasn't burnt the tree. How long has he been there? Years? You know. I mean, he's been there for a while. But he went there not to learn anything, not to gain any information. So, again, it's going against what was said by Han in The Force Awakens where it says that, you know, many of the people that knew him best 
knew that he went to search out for Jedi, you know, stuff, information about the Jedi. But no, no, no. He went to, you know, he was trying to burn it. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, see, that doesn't contradict it. But let's be real. That's not what Han was saying. Han's not talking in the way he's talking in the context of the conversation that he's having. Saying, yeah, most of the people that know Luke think he's going to burn down and destroy the Jedi. You know, this force thing that I'm talking about with such reverence and care. Yeah, Luke's going to destroy that. No, see, that that's just, it's, it's not the case. That wasn't what was originally planned. We know about Ryan just tossing out J.J.'s Episode Eight idea. Now, was Force Awakens the greatest movie ever? No. Was it, you know, the perfect thing? No. Did it set up something that could have been much better than what we got now? Yes. Would J.J.'s Episode Eight been better than Ryan's? Almost... 100% yes, because I don't think J.J. would have had, he wouldn't have had Luke the way he was. You know, he, he had Luke set up as still a Master Jedi, still working in the Force, presumably, pretty clearly, going to search out more information on the text. That, that was the Luke we had. And then Ryan ruined it because... He hates Luke Skywalker and all things in the past, and he, he hates the Jedi. He's essentially Kylo Ren. But anyway, so then we go and we meet Rose, and this is just, this is a, basically all of what's in this, you know, these three chapters is like showing how Rose really is as bad as you might have thought she was. Actually, probably worse, and mentally unstable, but she is a genius, she is a genius. Stephen Hawking's died the other day, but Rose is here. And Rose is probably smarter. Probably smarter. So Rose, she's got that, you know, she had the rebellion, the ring that she showed the little slave kid that she refused to save, um, probably because it was a boy. And um, she had that, and she showed him. The reason she got that was because when Paige died, someone gave her that in kind of like honor of it. So that's why she just randomly has this. Now... When they're ending up, she's kind of thinking about, she's heard all these rumors. And first off, she's been giving this Electro Stun to shock people. Like, this was given down by someone to say, hey, if people try to leave, electrocute them. I had a conversation with a T Nuva the other day about my comments before about how having someone that's in the first order caring about the lives of people and how I had a problem with that. My, my comment was like, yeah, if you have the Emperor and Vader and Tarkin who are just like evil, then having another commander, a captain that then is, you know, cares about his people, it's giving a nice little, you know, full description of what would be truthfully a dark and evil empire. Like the tops are evil. Most of the people fall in line, but there's quite a few that are still good people that's just in the situation. That's good storytelling. But when you have weak and pathetic, arrogant Snoke, and you have weak and pathetic, arrogant, uh, angry, whiny Kylo Ren, and you just have weak and pathetic, arrogant, that's basically the explanation of every, every you know, villain in this movie, Hux, and then you just have the next guy that seems like he knows what's going on, that just cares about life. That's just, it makes everything weak. At least if they're a little weaker, they don't 
care. They'll just, you know, as Hux did in Force Awakens, blow up multiple planets for because he can and he wants to. It brings him joy. And then we go to the Resistance. And we're giving out electro stuns to be able to prod and electrocute people that want to escape because they might die. They might realize, you know what? This wasn't the best. This was, as the rebellion has always been, join. And, you know, it's, it's a freedom thing. Like, they decide to join. It's not taken away by your, you know, from your parents. But it seems much, it seems almost more negative. And, of course, that's probably the case they're trying to do because they don't understand how to tell this, like, gray thing. And they're so focused on trying to make everything gray and there is no real good and evil that, of course, they failed on the good and evil and they failed on the gray because it doesn't even really make that much logical sense. So that's what Rose is doing. She's actually been told, which I guess is trying to save, you know, her bad side that, oh, people are like, oh, she's a terrible woman. Just walk around electrocuting people whenever she felt like it because she was having a bad day. But actually, no, it was explained that she was told to do this. But that doesn't really change, and we'll see that going forward. So she's talking about rumors she's heard. Now, this is interesting. Of course, this is another one of the things like the dreams. Like, they can put this out here, and it's like, oh, see, here's this idea. But it's it's not for sure. It's a rumor. But it had that the resistance was actually trying to kind of make a treaty of surrender to the First Order. So someone was trying to do that was one of the rumors she heard. Now, it's immediately followed by Leia was dead, which we know isn't true. So then it kind of puts that kind of in question. And then it says the First Order has another super weapon. Now, all of these are kind of up in the air. And it's just a stupid little storytelling tactic to like throw out these possible ideas that can make you think. But we're not really ever going to commit to anything. Kind of like the whole Last Jedi movie. But, you know, let's put out ideas. Let's pretend like these ideas matter. And then we'll just undercut them and like, nope, they didn't matter. Because that's that's creative and that's artistic. And it's brave. It's really brave to do nothing with nothing and end up nowhere. It's utterly, utterly brilliant. So, then she sees Finn. And of course, <coughs> of course she ends up stunning him. And then they're having a conversation. And Finn ends up telling her, you know, what's going on. And Rose, despite that, she admittedly says that this is a super advanced theoretical kind of, you know, tech. She knows all about it. She can understand how it's made, how it functions, and every little thing about it, where it's going to be, what they'll require, that they'll need a certain type of drive to be able to power it to be able to have it work and it must be in this type of situation in this location because this is the only way we're like no one else in the galaxy's figured any of this stuff out it just got solved by the first order it wasn't sort of solved by Tarkin it hadn't been solved by Thrawn but no Rose is smarter than everyone this stupid little pudgy tech she saw, she understood it like the second. All they had to do was bring up the idea to her and she could explain exactly how to do it in seconds. Because she's brilliant. She's so much smarter than everyone else. And this is what I said. She's smarter than even Stephen Hawking. She is a genius. We all wish we could be Rose. See, this is why we need more women in STEM. Which is essentially the point of what this is. 
Kathleen Kennedy has said she wanted more women in STEM, so she's trying to create this over-exaggerated Mary Sue-esque level of knowledge, female character that is a mechanic and understands engineering and technology and see, oh man, I can be a hero like Rose. She ignores the fact that it's it's free choice that, you know, the vast majority of women statistically have shown through many and many studies that they just don't like that type of thing. STEM tends to be a little more isolated and that's something that mostly men prefer a little more isolation. Women prefer to be a little bit more with a group. They're more nurturing. Now is this a bit of stereotyping? Yes, but stereotypes are based in truth and so taking the majority it's going to be largely true and no matter how much you know force-feeding information and trying to tell people it's not true that Kathleen Kennedy tries to do, does it change it? I mean, but anyways, off that. So she, of course, understands it. And Finn says, we need to take this. We need to figure this out. Let's take it to Poe. And Rose was about to stun Finn again for even suggesting it because that's what she does. And he, she's like, we can't take it to Poe. He'll be too busy. And Finn's like, no, well, he knows me. He'll, 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 he'll take me and he'll listen to what I have to say. And she's like, you know, I don't know why I'm trusting you. And he's like, oh, it's probably my baby face. It's written by a two-year-old. I mean, at this point, it's written by a two-year-old. Oh, maybe it's my baby face. It's a gift and a curse. Oh, God. It's just so bad. It's so, so bad. It's not even like... We hate Star Wars, so we're writing against Star Wars. But it's that plus terrible writing. Just terrible. And I'm not even... There's still more of this babyface type crap coming. So, I mean, it's it's not like one line like, Oh, you're just complaining too much. Get over it. No. It's just... It's, just, it's terrible writing. <laughs> Someone in the comments said the other day that it's essentially like if he would have written a story about what would happen after Return of the Jedi when he was in, like, middle school. And then he was embarrassed about it. That's essentially what the story sounds like. And I would say that's probably even shooting too high, <laughs> really. But so she says that, you know, he says, maybe it's my baby, you know, it's my baby face. It's a gift and a curse. And that's why you trust me. And she's like, well, just know if it doesn't work out, I'm going to stun you. And he's like, yeah, I, I know you. I know you will. You're, you're clearly a psycho. <laughs> like, you're clearly insane. So I know you'll do this stuff. So they get there and she's beginning to explain or he's beginning to explain to Poe what's going on. And while them two are talking, Rose is sitting there. And Rose is thinking about how cute Finn is. Again, this is like a two-year-old. Like, I guess she's thinking about his baby face now that he mentioned it and brought it up. She can't get over it. Rose is thinking about how cute Finn is while this is all going on. This is, this is the girl that you, you've created. As I said, mentioned earlier about this is a character clearly put in there to try to push and show that, you know, women need to join the STEM field. And that, you know, women are, uh, you know, this intellectual thing that's being held down by the, you know, the men, the patriarchy. Yet, <laughs> you turn her into like a little giggly girl. It's just, uh, like, the, the things kind of contradict. I mean... Look at some of the people that are in the highest levels of Stemfield. They're weird. <laughs> they're they're they are odd people. And that's how they gotta be to work on, you know, 
ones and o's constantly that that's what they're doing that they're sitting in this room programming 24 7 because that's that's their life they just can't get enough of it like they don't they they see a, a woman and they're like uh oh, you know i wonder what software she has on her laptop again see okay i've evened it up i was i i was stereotypical about women and so I've stereotyped these men as well so there we go even everybody satisfied see I am eminent egalitarian I'm equal all across the board and if you're one of those people I'm sorry unless I'm right then thank you but uh, it again stereotype funny stereotype but that's just this case but here's Rose going and doing her little giggling you know oh Finn's so cute and then Poe says the stupidest line now this was in the movie but it just pisses me off it's so dumb so annoying and it's just they don't understand they don't understand it at all they have no grasp and poe says you know finn's like oh there's gonna it's gonna be on this the main ship poe goes, so we'll just blow it up like no one no one thinks that poe's never thought that poe's never even suggested that idea as i've said in my video about you know poe being a hero if you look back through how he acts in the comics he very clearly makes a lot of decisions not to blow up things and not to do certain things because it's the right thing to do. Even First Order officers have made comments about like, wow, knowing who you were, I, I was surprised that you're so you know, politically thoughtful and so careful with decisions you make. But Ryan, nah, he's just, let's blow things up and then... In case that wasn't enough of a stupid line, Rose rolls her eyes and says, oh, you know, that's how all starfighters are, which, you know, that they just, I guess they couldn't put a two on the nose and say that's how all men are, so they put all starfighters are. I wonder if she thinks Jess Pava is like that. I wonder, I wonder if that she thinks that. Um, to some extent, her sister was a starfighter. I mean, she didn't actually fly a starfighter, but she was a gunner and fairly similar. Does she just want to blow stuff up too? It's the only thing we've ever seen her do. Is that all she can do? Is that all she is? Or is this kind of just talking down and being pathetic at how you write and tell stories? You can't even tell a story about a character in the way that they actually are and make them interesting and build depth to them without just degrading them and trying to humiliate them as a character and as a person. But anyway, so we go on. And then at the end of it, Poe says, you know, so are we good with this plan? And Rose is kind of like, uh, yeah. so first off, you could have, in the movie, she didn't do this. And you could have been like, oh, well, you know, she's letting it go. And she's just kind of sitting back, you know. But in this one, she has to step up and be her little snobby self. And she's like, uh, well, I don't know how that somehow my plan became his plan. But yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, <laughs> what? Uh, he, you didn't want to talk to Poe. The only way Poe would listen was because he knew Finn and they were really good friends. So Finn explained the plan to Poe. You just sat back thinking about how you thought Finn was hot. Don't go whining and complaining now. But it's another one of those like, you know, every idea is actually, you know, been a females and the men just steal it. And that's what we do. We stand on the backs of women. Every invention ever. That's the truth. It's just, it's, it's... Just this, this constant thing. If you listen to this out of context, yeah, it seems so bad. And I hate this. And this is this problem of trying to create these all these identity-type politics 
where it makes it like it's pitted against each other. Like, I don't care. I would rather just be breaking down this is a bad movie with bad characters, but they decided to make this. It's in constant throughout, and it's so annoying. I don't want it. I don't. I, I never wanted to have these conversations. And Star Wars is why I created a Star Wars channel and not a political channel. I mean, political channels are really popular now. I could probably, you know, grow on that fairly easily. It's a lot harder probably to do it on this. But I wanted to do this because I didn't want to talk about that crap. I wanted to talk about the stuff that we enjoy outside of that. Our fantasy. The thing that breaks us away from what's going on in the crappy world that we don't like half the time. That we can have fun and discuss about. But instead, I'm stuck talking about it because that's what is inside of this movie. And it's so frustrating. So then we go forward. And Finn mentions that the plan, it can help protect Ray. And then Rose, in her typical way, is just like, Ray, 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 Ray. All I hear about is Ray. She must be so great because he will never stop talking about it. Like, it's just, it's so bad. The, the writing is just, you can't go a page or two without hearing some crap like this. I mean, the thought that they were like, hey, let's take Jason Fry, an idiot and a terrible writer that writes kids' novels. And let's make him write this. Like, make him write the junior novel or something for The Last Jedi. But that he's going to write this? They probably heard that this article was coming out that I talked about the other day where he couldn't even understand The Return of the Jedi opening and that he thought it was just it was a sh massive screw-up and didn't make any sense. And they are like, that's the guy we need. This guy doesn't understand Star Wars and talks down about it. That's the guy we want to write our book. Let's put him next to Ryan. They'll get along great. Which they did, and they wrote this crap. So, of course, she's whining about that Finn has a connection to another girl that he's known for longer than Rose and hasn't tried to electrocute him every two seconds. Like, yeah, she hit him once, and then she was sorry for it, and then they worked together and became friends, and they both kind of protected and fought for each other. Yeah, I'd like her better, too. Of course, it's safer because she's a Mary Sue, so... <laughs> You're never going to... Well, actually, he did end up getting hurt, so maybe it does matter. But who, who would you rather be with? Unless you're some kind of masochist that enjoys pain. Like, you're going to prefer Ray over Rose. Not to mention that you haven't even got to the parts where she's constantly talking down to him for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's going to change. It's not going to change. That's why when he, you try to kiss him, you psychopathic person, he's like, well, uh, this is awkward. Um, yeah, I don't even like you as a friend. <laughs> this is you, not me. This is this is all on you. So then we go to Maz, Maz, and we have yet a, just another another one. Just roll them on down. Uh, Poe makes a comment. She's like, you know, I can't do it. And there's only one person that can do it. Which is, again, just so stupid. Why say there's only one other person that can do this? Why not say there's only one person that I trust doing it? No, they, they emphasize it. There's only one person that's capable. This is super high-tech stuff. Like, not just anyone. Like, if you find someone in a prison that says they can do it, they probably can't. Like, instead of, like, why not say, you know, hey, uh, there's only one person I trust with y'all helping out the resistance and going against the First Order. Then when they find DJ... 
they haven't said no one else can do it. So you believe, okay, maybe he can do it. But the question is, is he going to trade on them? Because she said she, you know, Maz said there's no one else that she could trust. You're also showing that Maz that supposedly knows everybody that runs this huge kind of like gangster bar type place that knows everyone in the galaxy. Everyone stayed at Maz's castle before. She doesn't know DJ. It's just stupid because clearly DJ could do it. And she didn't say that it's only people she trusts. She just says it's the only people that can do it. So how does she not know this? If this is such a, a high-level slice, why doesn't she know who he is? It's just so dumb. It's just so stupid. They don't, they're, they're so bad at their job. It's mind-boggling. And so Poe says, why can't we do it? Well, you know, can't we just do it ourselves? And she's like, oh, the impatient boy. If he's not inside of a starfighter, he just doesn't even know what to do with himself. Like, even Maz has got to talk down to Poe. Like, even Maz has got to be like, you know, this stupid fool. Like, you know, it's just like, can't the guys just make it a few, uh, you know, a few minutes without being hated on? Like, can't y'all have one female character that's like a decent person? Like, at least Maz was cool up until, like, she's still cool. I mean, yeah, I mean what, you know. I mean, cool, as in if you look at her compared to everyone else. Like, she's just, you know, this chill girl that's running a castle. I mean, so. But you have that. And, like, why do you have to? Why? Why? Why can't you be like, uh, no, y'all can't do it. Like I said, there's only one person that I trust that can do this. But, no, it's an impatient, stupid little man. Like, it's just, it's so... So dumb. Anyways, that's chapters 9 through 12. Um, it's getting better. Uh, it's high levels of sarcasm. Uh, I have to make sure to explain that to you because if you've been listen, listening to this stuff and how stupid it is, you've probably killed many brain cells. I know I have. Um, so I want to make sure I'm clarifying sarcasm because, you know, it's uh, sarcasm is a you know a little bit higher level of wit as Oscar Wilde said, and uh, if you know who Oscar Wilde is, then you're probably wanting to kill yourself right now because of how miserable this book is. Because Oscar Wilde, for those of you who don't know and are like, um, you know, this book's amazing. Uh, he's a very well-known writer, very skilled writer, something that you know Ryan Johnson and uh, Jason Fry are not. And so, uh, yeah, he. He kind of, you know, knows how to tell characters and explain them and create them. And Ryan Johnson and Jason Fry don't. Um, so, yeah, that was sarcasm. And uh, anyways, I got, I'm got i working on another little sarcastic video that I hope you will enjoy that I uh, hopefully will put out tomorrow. It's making of The Last Jedi documentary. Um, if you've seen that, I believe it's actually on YouTube somewhere if you want to watch the whole thing. I have not seen the whole thing, but the first 12 minutes was on IMDb. And so I kind of downloaded that and I'm re-editing it around a little bit, adding myself in it, playing as Ryan Johnson to try to mock it a little bit, just as a little fun, different gag, so that I can try to use some brain cells, even though it's stupid. <laughs> it's just a stupid, dumb, funny video, hopefully funny, um... But, you know, try to use some brain cells to come up with some ideas instead of just having them killed by terrible writing. But anyways, thank you, as always, for watching. I look forward to hearing all of your thoughts down below and discussing them with you. As someone said before, that 
this is less of a book read and more of kind of like a you know gathering together to kind of you know rehabilitate ourselves from the just horrific experience that has been Disney Star Wars Last Jedi and uh, I agree it's definitely kind of cathartic for me to rant and then later have the discussion with all of you down below um, so thank you guys for that and never forget you nerf herders I love you